We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. Zach Kelberman. Zach, today, Pat McAfee dropped a uh, figurative nuclear bomb on uh, eager to hear uh, Broncos fans when he said he heard the Broncos might move on from Vance Joseph, which in and of itself is enough to get a lot of Broncos fans excited. And then he threw in to be replaced in season by Rex Ryan. What have you heard since that report? Is there any truth to it? What do you feel like's really going on? I, I'm kind of conflicted, Chad, because Pat McAfee is very much connected to NFL circles, uh, being a former punter, being on the Pat McAfee show. And uh, he also talked to Rex Ryan directly about this because they both work at ESPN together. They're both analysts, technically. And uh, Rex is happy doing TV, but I'm skeptical because it seemed like McAfee was doing some dot connecting and he wasn't reporting concrete facts. He's not exactly Adam Schefter who, by the way, came on the Pat McAfee show after he reported that and pretty much shot it down, at least for now. That's what Adam Schefter wanted to get across, that it could happen down the road. It seems like it's likely to happen after the season, but nothing is imminent on the D.C. front for Denver. Man, it would uh, definitely, I think, light a fire for a lot of Broncos fans, but I, I remain, Zach, in a believe-it-when-I-see-it kind of holding pattern relative to any move at defensive coordinator. And as a result of that, knowing that which way the wind's probably blowing, I'm going to try and take a modicum of confidence, just a little bit, in having seen what the Broncos did in Kansas City. Sean Payton, each day since the game, I mean, night of the game, post-game, he talked about it, uh, his, his, uh, his conference call, and then today, how proud he was of how hard everyone played and, you know, disappointed in the result. But you know, really, really thrilled to see the effort, which again, here we are, Broncos country, um, having to hang our hats on moral victories uh, left and right. But I'll believe a, a defensive coordinator change when I see it. Yeah, I'm with you and uh, I'm willing or at least resigned myself to VJ finishing out the season. And the plus to that is it would pretty much help the quote unquote tank and maybe help the Broncos secure a higher draft pick. Whereas if you change defensive coordinators, you get someone more competent in the building. Well, the Broncos can start winning football games, shed and ruin their draft spot. But, uh, I disagree slightly in the sense that I'm encouraged by what I saw against Kansas City. You know, uh, one game of decent football, and people forget the hidden yardage in that box score. Kansas City was moving up and down the field. They dropped passes. They had scores and long games called back. It wasn't exactly an 85 Bears defense showing that night. So it doesn't excuse to me what we've seen the rest of the season and what we've seen uh, from VJ in, over the course of his career. I definitely agree with your your summation at the end doesn't excuse the historically bad production of the Broncos defense. That is absolutely for sure. And guys, here we are on Monday. We're in a new game week for the Denver Broncos week seven. That's Sunday, October 22nd. And we're going to be there at the stadium, the MHH meet and greet Lottie. Look for the big blue tent that says mile high huddle hashtag state of being look for the flags. We'll be there basically when, 
the tailgates open, which is we'll be getting there set up probably about 10. Expect to start seeing people about 11 for what it's worth. And I'm planning on going in and enjoying the game afterward. If you're going to do it, make sure you're there uh, with Ticketmaster, which is the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL. Ticketmaster has you covered with more ways to find your perfect seat, wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. So get those tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Broncos because the day is not over once we go into the game. We come out of the game, we set up, we do a gut reaction uh, as long as the fuzz allows us to. So Ticketmaster.com slash We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Broncos. All right. David McElrath, the Papa Bear, as he is known in his neck of the woods. Looking forward to seeing you in a few days' time, my friend. He's just wishing everybody good evening. Hashtag in the meet and greet. Uh, plus six. Hashtag Buckham times three. That's with a B. MHH for life. Durham Bronx for life. Love it. Thank you, David. Seriously, really appreciate your support, big dog. And again, looking forward to, to meeting you for the first time in the flesh on Sunday. Can't believe it's coming around so soon, Chad. I'm so stoked. I don't really care about the game too much. I care about meeting each and every one of you, starting with you, David. I uh, can't wait to see you out there on Sunday. Most definitely. Uh, catching up on a couple other comments and, and stars and super chats. We got The Rock representing as he is uh, want to do. Much love and respect, Mike. Really appreciate you being with us tonight, as always, my friend. And then Mark McDonald jumping in to sound off on the whole defensive coordinator rumor mill. He says, it sure would be nice to get Rex Ryan, but I'm not holding my breath. I'll believe it when I see it too, LOL. Yeah, I think whatever the Broncos, you know, it's a, it's a to, to, to use uh, George W. Bush, I'm old enough to remember a lot, some of his one-liners. I'll use one of his. It's kind of fuzzy math when you start trying to figure out how to prioritize the next move or what to do at defensive coordinator because Zach – at one and five, you've even though you're mathematically still alive for the playoffs and everything, from an odds and a statistical probability perspective, you know you're pretty much sunk. So why not uh, hold on to a defensive coordinator? This is part of the calculus. Why not hold on to a guy who's obviously in over his head, not getting the job done, when now if it's not about making the playoffs this year, despite your best efforts up to this point, it's about bolstering draft position, but then again, that's not how these guys think. That's not how Sean Payton, that's not how coaches think. And so if he really is uh, still holding on, Zach, to dear life in terms of his hopes of turning this season around and making a you know, storybook, turn the ship around type of finish to the 2023 campaign, then you do go ahead and say, look, I'm taking a chance. Go buy Vance Joseph, bring in Rex because – what whoever that next defensive coordinator is and whenever he comes, whether it's this 
during the season or in the offseason, Zach, it has to be a set and forget massive upgrade, just like we were talking about with Peyton, hashtag extreme competence. I don't think it's that far-fetched that Rex Ryan lands in Denver. It might not happen tomorrow, but within within the next year, by the start of next season, I could absolutely see him being the DC. This is a guy who, according to McAfee, would like to get back into coaching. You probably have to get a coordinator job to work your way up if he wants to be a head coach. And this is also a guy in Rex Ryan, I've written about it at least twice, who's critiqued Vance Joseph's defense so far of the season. He called it a disgrace after week three against the Dolphins, Chad. He goes, they might have been top five if somebody else was running the show. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I think he would take the Broncos job. It would take a bag to get him off of ESPN. But like Pat McAfee put it, the Broncos have the richest ownership in the NFL. They could afford it. Coaches' contracts aren't a part of the salary cap. They could easily finagle some money for Rex Ryan. It's just a matter of getting VJ out of the building. I don't think they will do that because that's Sean Payton's get-out-of-jail-free card. That's his scapegoat that he's going to hold on to for as long as he can. Totally true. I was just looking up uh, while you were talking there at the tail end. I, I decided to do a search to see, to remind myself. I mean, we went through all this back when when Rex popped up on the radar as a possibility when the hiring process was still underway, but reminding myself where the Buffalo bills in his last year as head coach finished defensively. And, uh, that was 2016. Wait, was it 2015? And it wasn't, uh, wait, was it 2016? What was his last year? Was it 2015 or 16? Now I got to, now I got to search that again. I thought it was 20. I could be wrong. I thought it was 2015. Okay, let me just double check. Hold on. By the way, did you know this man's middle name is Ashley, for what it's worth? A very interesting middle name. 2016. All right, 2016. Yeah. So 2015, his first year there, the Buffalo Bills finished 15th uh, in total yards. Actually, hold on. Yeah, to yeah, total yards. No, no, no. Total yards. They finished 14th in scoring. Let's look at points real quick uh, if I can find it here on – man, they're – Pro football reference, I love them. I use them a lot, but – oh, there we go. Uh, they finished Buffalo not good in year, in year one. I'll search year two here in just a, a second. I don't want to derail the combo uh, too much longer. George, what's up, dude? So good to see you, big dog. He says, thanks, guys, for keeping us in uh, into the team, what we can do to make it better. MHH for life. Love that, brother. Really appreciate you being with us uh, this evening, my friend. And – Hope we get to meet you one of these days. Grover in the house as well. He says, just dropping in for a quick hello before I get back to my my Phillies. Okay, sorry, Scott, he's saying. Uh, wish our Broncos had the same mental fortitude and winning mojo as the Fightins. Much love, gents. MHH for life. Yeah, man, mental fortitude, Zach, is something. And just mojo, belief, presence of mind, swagger, confidence. These are all intangible traits the Broncos have lacked, really, for too long. I saw someone, and we're talking about uh, Rex Ryan's resume and his stats and everything. I saw someone in the comments uh, a few minutes ago say that he's led nothing but average defenses. I mean, his head coaching record uh, with the Jets and the Bills, 127 and six, I'm sorry, 61 and 66 as opposed to 11 and 21. But taking that aside, because he wouldn't be the head coach, these are the ranks in yards allowed that the, his teams finished with going back to Baltimore in 05. Fifth, first, sixth, second, first, third, fifth, eighth. And then in 2013 with the Jets, he was 11. 2014 with the Jets, he was sixth. And then it kind of fell off uh, toward the end with the Bills. But Vance Joseph hasn't sniffed those categories. Vance Joseph has never had a top 10 defense in any facet over the course of his career. So I disagree heavily with the notion that Rex would be average. It would be a lateral move. He's the type of coach the Broncos defense would play hard for. VJ inspires no confidence. VJ gets no one to run through a brick wall for him. He is literally the defensive version of Nathaniel Hackett. Wants to be everyone's friend, players coach. You don't get respected that way. Rex Ryan, will hold you accountable. Rex Ryan will chew you out. Rex Ryan will get these players to show some heart, some fortitude, some toughness, some passion, and get them playing to their potential. I thought it would be an excellent hire when they interviewed him. I think it still would be an ex excellent hire if they'd move off from VJ and bring in Rex Ryan. I just don't know if the personalities between Sean Payton and Rex would clash or not. 
Yeah, that's the biggest thing I would love to see. Um, and I think that Rex could bring to the table his defensive acumen, I think, is what it is. He was a two-time head coach for this very reason. A lot of success, in, especially with the Jets and uh, in Baltimore. But it's the swagger, man. It's that belief that, you know, the attitude. Uh, not this kind of impotent, uh, I don't want to use soft because that's that's too low, but just don't know which way is up, <clears throat> overwhelmed, might as well lay down. Uh, I mean, you watch that Miami game, just as many points probably would have been scored if the Broncos just laid down literally every snap. They may as well have. But it's the mentality that Rex brings, the kind of that, you know, a little bit of smack talk. Don't take it overboard, <clears throat> pardon me, to where it violates the, the the laws of karma like Sean Payton did this past uh, summer. He took it a step too far. He knows he did, and it blew up in his face. That's what happens, Zach, when you violate the wheel of karma. But Rex Ryan, he he's good at just kind of walking that line um, for the most part, with the exception of the, the one quip Zach he had when he first joined uh, the Jets, and that is – something to the effect of he's not going to kiss, kneel down and kiss the ring of Bill Belichick or something like that, right? And, uh, you know, they had a few back and forths as far as the division, but the Patriots, he wasn't able to really successfully. You tell me, you were following him more. I thought you were talking about the snack quote, the uh, infamous hard knocks quote. That was hilarious, but you're right. He came and made a quick impression introductory press conference goes, I'm not here to kiss Belichick's rings. And he actually had some, some success. That's what I was going to say, Chad. He, he defeated new England and Brady in his prime in the 2010 postseason. He was one of the few defensive minds to ever really fluster and confound Tom Brady. So I would think he can do the same against Patrick Mahomes. I don't believe the game has passed him by. I believe once you have that sort of knowledge and ability, you don't just forget it. And I'm telling you these players who are tired of losing and tired of, it's going to sound weird, but tired of having a player-friendly coach, tired of having someone that's everyone's friend, tired of having a type B personality and a passive personality in Vance Joseph, they would love, love to play for Rex Ryan. Dude, did you ever see uh, the Adam Sandler movie, That's My Boy? Of course. The scene with Rex where uh, yeah. you know he doesn't play himself in it. He plays like a, a salesman, right, or something like that? No, he's a bookie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's a bookie. And... Uh, Adam Sandler's character in Boston, by the way. So Adam Sandler's character comes in and he's telling him to put some, put, he's broke. He's got a crisis, you know, does Sandler's character financial crisis. And so Rex Ryan's telling him to put his money on a overweight guy that's running the Boston marathon because of the odds, you know, and anyway, but in that little uh, interaction, he uh, kind of, he has a belt, is it a Belichick bobblehead? I don't know, but he, but, but, uh, Sandler touches it and hey, don't touch the genius. And he grabs it like pretending to be a fan, right? And it's ironic because it's the head coach uh, of the of the New York Jets. But hey, dude, if you can hang, if you're chosen to be in a Adam Sandler movie, then I'll trust that you got enough swagger still to to lead some to lead some men and um, have some magnetism, some charisma, be someone that a locker room full of kind of down and out dudes can can follow yeah and someone's asking like bk in the side chat here rex ryan runs a three four do we even have the personnel for that that's what vj is trying to run right now a copycat of the evero slash vic fangio system uh they do and they don't they could definitely use some upgrades especially in the front seven to run a an ideal three four but i still think vj is mismanaging the personnel and not getting the most out of them i think rex ryan absolutely would chat that's for sure. Not getting the most out of them. But VJ's done a couple of weird things this year in terms of kind of tweaking the front alignment. Like he has rolled out a few 4-3 looks. Uh, you know, if you can split hairs, is it a 3-4 under? Is it a 4-3? But personnel-wise, I mean, doesn't matter, Zach, if it's 3-4 or 4-3. To be frank, this team is lacking serious depth at a lot of different positions this year. That depth has been exposed, Zach, both at safety and cornerback. Uh, the linebacker depth got exposed when Josie Jewell went down. And even when Josie Jewell's been healthy, uh, he and uh, Singleton, even though they're great chasing the ball, man, they've been exposed, especially Singleton, in, in pass coverage. And then don't get me started on the defensive line, the depth there. I mean, whether you're going to run a 3-4 or a 4-3, you got to get uh, – you got to get some upgrades at this stage to Mike Purcell, 
Jonathan Harris, Matt yeah. Henningsen. You know, he was kind of a Hail Mary pick, sixth-round pick uh, uh, last year. Not really getting the job done, not seeing that development. I kind of like some of the upside I'm seeing in Elijah Garcia, but DJ Jones went from having like a solid first year in Denver last year as a big dollar free agent signing to being kind of forgettable so far this year. So you would need some serious roster Mm -hmm. improvements regardless of what scheme you bring in. But you know what? Great coaches, Zach, get more out of less. And that's something that Vance Joseph, you invert that. You know, he's he's just not one of those guys. He's getting less out of more. And BK brings up another good point here. Rex Ryan would make inside linebacker a priority. Absolutely. Uh, with the Jets, he had two good ones in Jonathan Vilma and David Harris. So I would expect them to finally, finally, finally get that sideline to sideline off-ball linebacker. But Chad, really quickly to put a bow on the VJ, I don't want to make the entire pod tonight about bashing VJ like usual. But in terms of personnel and getting the most out of players, I do admit, most people would admit, even the harshest VJ critics, the personnel is not great, but others like myself would argue that the bigger problem is the scheme and the coaching advanced show. So if I give you one example for that, Randy Gregory did nothing this season, absolutely nothing, nothing really during his time in Denver. He was moved to the 49ers in yesterday's game. In his first game with the Niners, he had two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, and a sack on fifth snaps. He did more in one game than his entire season to this point with the Broncos. So once again, I say coaching, coaching, coach. That's a very, very defeating um, development. Good for him. Hey, good for you, Randy. Uh, But for the Denver Broncos, I mean, it just makes makes the GM look bad, makes the head coach look bad, makes the, the DC look worse, makes his position coach look bad. Like it's just that world of suck uh cloud still hanging over the broncos head and it trickles down to so many so many different facets and talking about these things i gotta tell you zach i mean i'm i'm starting to starting to get hungry starting to work up that appetite and so what comes to mind right now little caesars the official pizza sponsor of the nfl and make them part of your game day order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after nfl kickoffs plus all day Sunday and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, like my son Theo, who is like goo goo gaga over the cheese pizza of Little Caesars. Will loves cheese pizza. Could be a freezer pizza. He won't eat it if it's cheese. Any other brand, name it. He won't eat it unless it's Little Caesars cheese for what it's worth. That. Theo has good taste, and uh, speaking of Little Caesars, I talk about how I love their breadsticks, but not the biggest deep dish guy. I do really like Little Caesars deep dish. It's very, very good. You're always winning when you get a pizza, and speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup, so grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the next Broncos game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, let's jump back into the chat here. Uh, we got Phil. So good to see you, brother. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. Do you guys think we could get a third rounder for Jerry Judy? What about uh, P. Ryan? Hashtag third. Buckham, he's still holding on to it. Go Broncos, MHH forever. Love that, Phil. Thank you, buddy, for the support. Um, yeah, I think you can get a third rounder for Jerry Judy. I think you still might be able to get more. Um, for what it's worth, Zach, he was asked Sean Payton today uh, about Jerry Judy. We can get into it, but the cliff notes uh, summation of what he said is that he understands he's probably disappointed and, you know, he's not happy with his production and where things are. He understands kind of the trade rumors going around right now and kind of left it at that. But what do you see the Broncos perhaps being able to get out of Judy or P Ryan? First off, literally maybe a bag of used footballs for Samaje P. Ryan. The guy has fallen to number three on the depth chart behind Javante and Jaleel McLaughlin. I was a fan of P. Ryan's, but he's not been performing, I think, to most of the standard that 
the Broncos were trying to set out before the season. We thought they were going to be a smash mouth run first run heavy team. And it doesn't, it hasn't exactly materialized and P Ryan has fallen to almost uh, obscurity. So I think he's staying only because he has no trade value whatsoever. Jerry Judy. I talked about this. Uh, I think it was yesterday's pod, but they wanted a first for Judy this off season. Didn't happen. I think they would, ask for a second round pick now not sure they get it because jerry judy eventually is going to want a contract extension and wide receiver contracts are very expensive and he hasn't performed enough to warrant that big deal i think a third round pick honestly is best case scenario for jerry judy man here's here's what he said on jerry judy's recent production or lack thereof quote sean payton quote he's frustrated i'm sure he's a talented player we need to continue to look for ways to get him throws, not only in the slot, but outside. The other stuff, the rumors, I don't try to keep track of as long as it's not a distraction to what we're doing as a team. That being said, he's very competitive, he's smart, and he's a playmaker for us. We have to continue to look for ways to put him in positions to make plays, close quote. So for now, anyway, Zach, it's business as usual with uh, Jerry Judy and the Denver Broncos. Yeah, more coach speak. I'll believe that when I see it. You know, it's similar to what Sean Payton has said about Marvin Mims, that we have to get him more involved. And uh, Marvin Mims was not targeted one time against the Chiefs. So hopefully they'll feed Jerry Judy this Sunday, Chad, if only to up that trade value even more. Which, by the way, as everybody who has listened to this show for a while knows, we're not believers in coincidence, all right? I don't, Zach, find it to be coincidental that – in the immediate aftermath game following a, a matchup where he gave away two fumbles, Mims, I don't believe it's a coincidence that for the first time this season, he received zero offensive targets or zero offensive touches. He had at least a target and a touch offensively in every game this season till Kansas City, which was, of course, right after his two-fumble game for what it's worth. Scott, brother, appreciate you. He says, I think Peyton would be great with Rex Ryan. He coached with his brother, very similar personalities. Yeah, his twin, Rob Ryan, was uh, a defense coordinator in New Orleans. Not Maybe not quite as boisterous, maybe not quite uh, the, I don't know, leader that his brother Rex is. But um, yeah, they are similar and they look exactly alike, with the exception of last I saw of Rob Ryan anyway, he looked kind of like the big Lebowski. <laughs> he absolutely does. Uh, the thing is, though, Scott, you're right. But Rob and like what Chad was talking about, Rob is not Rex. Rex is a very uh, bombastic, mercurial personality, and uh, he would draw a lot of attention, a lot of eyes on him if he were to come to Denver. We all know Sean Payton's ego and his pride. And uh, is it small enough or not big enough to withstand someone else taking that attention away from him? I would love it, but we'll see. Gina in the house representing on Facebook. Love seeing you. Thank you for the support, Gina. She says, Rex will hold the defense accountable and make the guys work and earn their jobs playing on the team. Just saying. Yeah, the intangible aspects. Um, you realize more and more as the Broncos continue to sink, Zach, into the NFL doldrums, how important the intangible things are to football. I mean, yeah, you got to – you got to execute. It's about hitting, tackling, blocking, all that stuff. Yes, uh, but the intangibles, man, if you don't have those in spades, you're going to be playing catch-up. I just think he knows what it takes to get the most out of this defense. He's done it longer and more successfully than Vance Joseph, and players just gravitate to him, and there's something to be said for that. He's not necessarily a player's coach. He won't let them get away and slack off like Hackett did or VJ does, but he he's very inclusive. He reminds me of Wade Phillips in that sense, where it doesn't matter what a player's background is, what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are. He can relate to everyone and really maximize their potential. I think that's the most important quality, Chad, for a coach. Uh, for what it's worth, Scott doing a little research for us. Rob Ryan's three defenses, three years he was a D coordinator in New Orleans, they finished 19th in total yards, 19th, 29th, Zach, and 31st. That's Rob Ryan, not Rex Ryan, obviously. 
I think there's a better chance if it's not Rex Ryan, if New Orleans has a, a poor season, if they get rid of Dennis Allen, their head coach, who was the DC, I could see Sean Payton running to the phone to get Dennis Allen as DC here. And you know what? That would be another monumental upgrade over VJ. Claude throwing down some huge stars on Facebook like a baller, leading the charge, as it were. Thank you, brother. So good to see you tonight. He says, it felt nice to not bang my head into a wall yesterday. Of course, it being Sunday yesterday. Broncos not playing. Whatever we're doing, let's get to it. Go Broncos. Yeah, I don't know, man. Zach, I expected there to be more than just kind of a, a thin rumor today. I expected to maybe there maybe there to be some things shaking loose on the trade front. If we don't have any news on that by this time tomorrow, Broncos aren't trading anybody before week seven. Doesn't mean they won't trade anybody before the, the deadline, but uh, I mean, they could still trade something later in the week. Don't get me wrong. But usually that the roster moves and whether it's tryouts, signings, cuts, stuff like that, those decisions usually get made Monday, Tuesday, because practice and preparation for the next game begins Wednesday. There might be two reasons in my mind that the Broncos didn't make any trades today. And one could certainly come tomorrow morning or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. But a majority of the players that have any sort of trade value uh, play offense, Chad, like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Uh, so I could see them. They had a bad game against Kansas City, except for Cortland Sutton. So I can see them trying to redeem or rehab their trade value one last time against Green Bay. The other reason could be, I mean, even Sean Payton has admitted it, teams are calling the Broncos and George Payton will pick up the phone and talk. It says to me that the offers they've received for these players like Judy Sutton, Garrett Bowles, Simmons, whoever, just aren't good enough. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Indeed. Gary, brother, so good to see you tonight, big dog. The swashbuckler, as uh, I like to call him. He says, hey, Chad, Zach, Scott, and Dylan just checking in to say, I'm looking forward to the meet and greet. Go Broncos. That's right, guys. Reminder, if you weren't with us at the top of the show, it's this coming Sunday, week seven at the stadium, lot E. All right. <clears throat> Look for the big blue tent. It says Mile High Huddle, hashtag state of being. Can't wait. Riptide, good to see you, brother. It's all good. We're uh, often late, so we can't uh, Us? we can't hold you accountable for one of our own failings. That would be hypocritical. Number two, though, from Riptide. Thank you, brother. He says, does it make sense to hold on to Jerry Judy in hopes of inflating his, his numbers and trade value for the offseason? Coaching rumor. I say no on the subject of VJ and Rex. If VJ is fired, it makes more sense to promote in-house. New coach equals new scheme. That's one of the things that would make it nearly, I'm not 100% certain to say completely unprecedented, but Zach, it would be dang close making a scheme change with a new coordinator in the middle of the season. Like you're putting, you, you think these players are under a lot of pressure now? Uh, try, uh, try changing the scheme on them in season. Then you say, oh, well, no, <clears throat> they could still fire VJ, bring in Rex, and Rex could call. Uh, VJ's defense. Well, we've seen kind of how that worked out for VJ if the rumors are true and that early on he was basically calling plays in the previous regime's defense. So none of it really shapes up if you're trying to fill the competitively relevant team. It's more than likely that an actual D coordinator change comes in the offseason, but it doesn't, Zach, preclude the Broncos from firing and putting in an interim in-house, you know, whoever – they feel like is qualified to do it. I don't think there's any like with the, with the exception of Minuski, I don't think there are any, and even he, I would kind of not, not be too sure about there. There aren't any super obvious choices behind him on this particular staff. That's the counter argument I've been seeing like on Twitter and social media as to not bringing in Rex Ryan or somebody else, because they'd have to learn a new scheme. But I'm thinking to myself, 
could it really get literally any worse if they had to? I mean, there's nowhere to go but up for a defense that ranks Chad 32nd in total yards, rushing, and scoring. I mean, it's literally historically bad. So I don't think learning a new scheme would be the worst thing in the world. In-house candidates, I mean, Joe Vitt maybe, Christian Parker, even though the secondary uh, has not taken the step forward that I thought they would. Uh, you mentioned Minuski. CP was the favorite, but do you really want an acolyte of Vic Fangio, of Evero, and now of Vance Joseph? Christian Parker is a great positional coach, but I don't think he has the personality uh, to lead a group of players and make them any better than what we've seen. I think it's time for fresh blood on defense, which is why bringing back VJ of all people with such a stupid, stupid idea. Big mistake. And Sean Payton is paying the price. Riptide. Thank you, buddy. Um, quote of the day. Uh, Lubbock. Mac Dog in the house. What's up, bro? He says, who would you want? Wade Phillips or Rex Ryan? If you could choose one of the two. Easy. I would still go with Wade Phillips, even though he's even more getting up there. I mean, more long in the tooth. I mean, this, but he's still... Staying involved, still doing coaching, albeit not in the NFL. But I know what I'm getting in Wade Phillips. And I, I, I would tell you I feel pretty confident I would know what I'm getting in Rex Ryan too. But Wade Phillips, he had nothing but success as coordinator on this last round, Zach, with the Denver Broncos. A Super Bowl and a top five finish the next year defensively. Um so I wouldn't I would definitely err Zach on the side of of Wade Phillips if there was a genie that gave me those two options. I mean my answer is yes. I mean literally any one but Vance, ABV, whether it's Wade, Rex Ryan, I mean anyone. Anyone would be an upgrade, but if I had to choose uh, Mac Dog, I'd probably agree with Chad and take Wade Phillips as well. He are, he was the architect of a Super Bowl winning, historically good defense. And like Rex, all of his players seem to assimilate together and he gets the most out of them. So I'd be ecstatic. All right, guys, we're at about 33 minutes. Not a lot as far as topics, storylines beyond what we've covered already tonight uh, left to go. So any burning topics, questions, get them in the chat. We'll do our best to get them before we do dip on out of here. But I see one here from uh, Andrew. It's good to see you, bro, on Facebook. Appreciate you. He says, Judy needs to release a new YouTube video of those magical feet. Guaranteed first rounder in a trade then. Yeah, man, when he was early on, you got a lot of those cut-ups of him working out and running routes, Zach, in it. I don't know how much it helped his value, maybe as a prospect coming out, but your thoughts for Andrew? I mean, I've, uh, Andrew, I've fallen victim to being suckered by the Jerry Judy annual highlight videos that he puts on social media. And you can't take away from the fact that his feet are tremendous. His route running is amazing. He's uh, a god gifted athlete and one of the best in the world in that skill and that position uh, on paper, but he hasn't put it together. The game isn't played on paper. And now at this point, he's becoming more trouble than he's worth. His mouth and his attitude are overshadowing what talent he's shown on tape to this point in, in his career. And if you watched his antics before the Chiefs game, after Steve Smith called him out, rightfully so, I might add, I'm not saying this to be funny or in a joking manner. It's very serious. Jerry Judy reminded me of uh, Antonio Brown just in the way he was so explosive and so reactionary and such a, a loose cannon. It's very unbecoming of a player who the Broncos wanted to be a foundational guy. They wanted to give Jerry Judy a second contract. They did not want to trade him, but he's forced their hand. He hasn't produced. He hasn't reached his potential. And I said this when they drafted him, I've said it for three years now. He was, a big fish in a smaller pond at Alabama. And he thought he would have that same privilege and that same right in Denver. And when he realized he was a very small minnow in an ocean, he lost it and he hasn't gotten it back. Well said, bro. Well said, uh, Andrew again. Thank you, buddy. So good to see you tonight guys. Before we dive back into the chat, since we're about right there at mid month, I think we ought to update where things stand relative to uh, the jersey giveaway for the month of October. As you know, we take the top 10 finishers on Super Chat in a given month. Their names go in a hat, and we randomly select in front of everybody the winner who chooses a Broncos jersey 
whichever one they've kind of got their heart set on. And it's our way of giving back and saying thank you for the support. Here are the rankings uh, 15 days in, so it doesn't count today. But Michaela Parker on top at number one, the Duchess. Ethan, a.k.a. DWI guys, at number two. Naj has jumped up into the top three at three. F.A. is at four. Troy, the Fawn Donkey, at five. And then Gary Leeds Palmer at six. Chris Hernandez, uh, who's been very, very active on game days, jumping up to seven. Uh, Mike Edels jumped up to eight. Very cool to see. Uh, David McElrath's at nine. EJ has jumped up to 10. And then you can see just a couple of two, three names outside. Sam Bam, Zeus, and Casey Nichols. So there's your update on the uh, jersey rankings 16 days in. Much love and respect to everybody who supports us. We really, really appreciate you. All right. Uh, let me dive back in. We're about out of time. This is an interesting one from KB here. Is there any player in the, are there any players in the division you'd want to poach, Zach, in the offseason? What's Max Crosby's contract like? I would love to steal him away. Man, I would too. Uh, I can look that up while you're uh, answering this, Zach. I, I w- people hate on Max Crosby. I mean, less and less nowadays, but the guy, you will not find a player with more heart and a, a stronger motor than Max Crosby. There's a video circulating on Twitter where he was double teamed by the Patriots yesterday, and he just effortlessly got around the double team and sacked or at least hit the quarterback in the end zone. The one that jumps to mind right away, I know it won't happen. This is all just uh, speculation and fantasy. Chris Jones, you Ooh. put him in the middle of that defense. I don't care who the coordinator is. You are instantly better against the run. You are instantly better as a pass rushing unit. And they haven't had that interior presence since at least Derek Wolf, if not Malik Jackson, Chad. For what it's worth, guys, uh, KB, yeah, the odds of Max Crosby being traded are so slim. I mean, we can we can dream here, but even in a trade next year, Let's say he was traded pre-June 1st. The Raiders would be staring down the barrel of $15 million in dead cap. They'd save $9 million, but it would still come with $15 million dead, $10 million dead the year following via trade, and then $5 million more in 2026. So um, I don't see it happening. He's making, <clears throat> for what it's worth, base salary of $19 million next year, $21 million in the two following seasons to close out his contract because he just signed a uh, he signed a four-year $94 million extension in March of 2022. So that's uh, that's that for Max Crosby, a poor man's J.J. Watt. If they were smart, though, they would never let him reach the open market. Yeah, and I don't think they will. He's a gem for them, and he's definitely a Bronco killer. He and Jacobs, man, they that's the tandem for them when it comes to the Broncos, but – uh, Gina, looking across the league at the injury reports coming out on key players, it's rough. Fingers crossed. Uh, call to Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Broncos have dealt with some injuries since the season started. Uh, but outside of Caden Stearns, Zach, none of them have been season-ending. Am I missing missing one? But, you know, there have been a lot of stupid little n- nagging nicks and whatnot that have cost the Broncos. I mean, those two games, Justin Simmons and Josie Jewell were absent. That really hurt them. Uh, you know, you got Greg Dulcich missing most of the season. Then he comes back last week, Zach, and has to exit early the same hamstring. This is what Sean Payton said, by the way, about Dulcich, because he was asked today, did you pull him off injured reserve too soon? Did the, did the team doctors under pressure from the coaches maybe jump the gun? He said, quote, we went through the protocols and we felt like we were pretty patient. You rely on the athlete. You rely on the medical team and the experts. You go through the recovery and rehab, spend a lot of time really testing before you go out into the game conditions. It's easy to look back on that and say, hey, was it too soon? With all the information and the feedback, he felt confident. We regroup with him right now, get him quickly up to speed and recover. We go from there. It's unfortunate, he says, because I know he's frustrated. It's been a recurring issue for him, specifically, Zach, with the hamstrings, close quote. So, yeah, let's hope the Broncos can continue fending off the worst of the the injury bug. 
I mean, yeah, the season enders, the obvious one is Tim Patrick. That's hurt the Broncos offense. You know, obvious, obviously he's been a, he's been sorely missed, but I, I'm going to tell you a season ender that's been not talked about, but definitely felt on the field. And that's Jonas Griffith at inside linebacker. He was a good cover man. He was good on special teams. He was a good player against the run and, uh, not having him back there and having to rely on Drew Sanders when he's coming to the game, I think has been uh, hurting that defense overall. Claude, again, bro, he says, Crosby would rather retire than wear another jersey. Dude is a Raider. I respect and envy the commitment. Indeed. BK, am I the only one who checks the MHH website daily looking for breaking news regarding trades? I don't think so, my friend. I don't think so. You got about 100,000 or so fellow Broncos fans that check the website every day. So we love you. Appreciate you guys for reading. Uh, and we do our best. I mean, when some when news breaks, Zach and I are basically glued to the hip. And yeah. our, our, uh, our MO is to get something out to pass on to you guys within 30 minutes of that news breaking. So uh, keep it keep it bookmarked, y'all. David, what's up, dude? David Wilder in the house. Good to see you. Thank you for the super. It says attitude, attitude, attitude. Zach kind of mirroring coaching, coaching, coaching. It's true, but uh, the players take on the attitude, attitude, attitude of their coaches, coaches, coaches. And uh, you've seen them take on the attitude. I mean, a Vic Fangio, for example, when I don't want to see the arms cross chat, it just gives me too much PTSD. But just that stoic, not excitable, lacking energy kind of team. You see it with VJ now where missed tackles are running rampant. They're missing their run fits. They're not covering people. They're blowing assignments. It's just, uh, I, I think it comes down to coaching overall. And the attitude is like tree branched off of that. Indeed. Uh, Phil wants to know guys who won the Facebook star, the Jersey uh, giveaway on Facebook for September. I think I missed it. The months start to run together, and I don't have the info right in front of me. I think it was Colby C. Collier, if I remember right, the triple C, if I'm not mistaken. But I can double-check that, Phil, and have an answer for you when we're back on Thursday for sure. Um, and I remember, gosh, who won, who won it on uh, who won it on YouTube? See, that's these months they run together, even though I'm the one that goes through and does the ordering for them, get, get them on the way. In the middle of the season, it starts running together. So forgive me. Uh, KB, Ellis really screwed us uh, passing on Kyle Shanahan. Thank you, Kenny. Yeah, man, we're going back in time, going back in time. Uh, Broncos could have hired Kyle Shanahan while there still, Zach, was some mojo, plenty of mojo left over from Super Bowl 50 like that. Momentum was still there. I mean, Gary Kubiak comes back without Peyton Manning, uh, goes 9-7 and seven with Trevor Simeon as the starter, wasn't quite good enough to make the playoffs, but only barely. Then he steps down, relinquishes his job. Right then and there, if you could have got Kyle Shanahan, man, there's no telling where this team could be. Even without perfect clarity at quarterback at the time, right. instead, decision was... Vance Joseph. Mike, thank you, bro. Thank you, buddy. You know, because I'm a Broncos masochist, Chad, I have to remind everyone again, they could have had the Broncos, Kyle Shanahan and Wade Phillips on the same coaching staff. They ended up with Vance Joseph and Joe Woods. And that's why I've been holding true to my belief. The biggest mistake they've made the last seven years has not been at quarterback. It's been at head coach for the reason that you laid out. Even if they had a Trevor Simeon type, a la Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan has proven now that you can win a lot of football games with that talent level. Yeah, it's coming to me, duh. Gary, the reason I'm having a hard time remembering YouTube is because it's Gary, but Gary's jersey isn't in stock, so we're waiting for it to get in stock before we pull the trigger on the purchase. That's why it wasn't coming to me. Uh, David, bro, thank you for the support with a $10 super. A very nice way for us to end tonight's stream, guys. We got a couple more messages for you, and then we're out of here, so don't dip out quite yet. Even on a day with uh, relatively no news, I can't believe 45 minutes has just flown by. Another testament to each and every one of you, but that was the MHH Podcast. If you're not doing so, please give us a follow on Twitter at the MHH Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen. 
myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're always rocking each and every day, check out MHHmerch.com. If you haven't, drop us a follow at Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And on Instagram, you can find us at Mile underscore high underscore huddle. Also, guys and gals, please make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, guys and gals, ladies and gentlemen, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. By the way, guys, these hats are available. MHHmerch.com, as Zach just mentioned. Go get one. Uh, that the one he's rocking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out here, Jeff Andrews, the FJ, as uh, he is known, saying the meet and greet is going to be epic. Yes, it is. Can't wait to see you there, Jeff. Can't wait to see as many of you as possible. Going to be so dope. A shout out to these great super chat superstars and supporters tonight supporting the show David McElrath, Grover, Gary Palmer, Rip Die, quote of the day, aka. Mac Dog, uh, KB, BK, David Wilder on Facebook. We got Claude, Phil, Scott, Mike Ronquillo, The Ronk, Andrew Lampy, Gina Cooper, George Fox, Mark McDonald. Much love and respect, guys. We'll uh, see you Thursday night, Zach and myself. Uh, but tomorrow you got some Broncos for breakfast, which I am guessing this time it's both of you, right? It's both of you or just you, just you. It's just Scott, but, you know, he's going to bring the thunder. And then, of course, building the Broncos tomorrow night, Mile High Insiders Wednesday night. Then we'll be back Thursday. Can't wait to talk with you guys then. Have a great start to your week. We'll see you all Thursday night. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.